Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. Hallelujah. Wow. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I can speak after that worship. I mean, I'm just trying to climb down a little bit or climb, I don't know, climb down, climb in even more, but just so thankful to be here. Jamie and Kim, thank you. Thank you, team. Thank you. I mean, it's just amazing to be here. And, you know, ADS, place to be, place to be. Yeah, it's great. We're just so thankful for uh, being here and honored to be able to come and speak this morning. As Jamie said, we've known one another for decades, yeah. Um, back in the 90s, as we've been part of Antioch and as it's grown and, and where we are. I live in Scotland. I used to be a commercial fisherman. And then I just heard these words one day, lay down your nets and follow me. What do you do, eh? <clears throat> so um, that was it. I was a commercial fisherman for 17 years and had my own trawler for eight of those years and worked in the North Sea between Norway and Scotland. And um, yeah, God did some amazing things in our lives. Let me show you. I never do this, really. Yvonne's going to be mad at me. But I'll show you a picture. Um, this is my three girls. They're really sisters, you know, but, you know, this is Yvonne, and that's Sarah, who lives in Australia in the middle, and this is Leslie on the end. She lives in Edinburgh. She's married to Paul. I'm sorry I don't have a picture of my son-in-law up there today, but um, there's one of Yvonne and I. This is us. We were celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary. <clears throat> yeah, she, she married a child husband. Yeah, it was back in the day um, so we're very thankful and we're thankful to hear there's a team coming to revive Scotland you know I handed over the church to a guy he's an evangelist he gets this vision for evangelizing Scotland from the north right to the south over the next three years and uh, we saw 200 and and 80, 258 people respond in some way last summer in some of the hardest little villages up in the north of Scotland. And uh, just amazing to see what God is doing. And so sign up for Revive Scotland. Wow. It's going to be in the central belt and, you know, all Edinburgh, Glasgow, all that around that area. St. Andrews is beautiful. I mean, I'm just throwing you in. I've shouted for ADS, ADS Scotland, okay? I'll get you, I'll get you, boy. Yeah, amen. Now, I don't know why these tall guys that have been preaching to you, <laughs> I don't know why they get an hour and I get 35, 40, I don't know how many minutes, but, but you see, the danger is you put the prophet on last. And I don't know when this meeting's going to finish, but uh, so we're just thankful to the Lord for the opportunity to share together um, this morning. Back in 2015, on the 6th of January, the Lord woke me up in a vision. 
And I was in a little village in Scotland that exists about eight miles away from where we are. I'm walking along this village here. The, the houses would be about here, and the sea would be about there where our river is today. And, and we're walking along, and out of the, the, the corner of my eye, I saw the sea disappear in the vision. Like the surge before a tsunami wave would come. And I started to shout to the people that were with me in the vision, get up on higher ground, get up on higher ground. And then I got on a bicycle and I, I cycled along the front of the village and um, shouting to the people in their homes, get up on higher ground. Well, they came out of their homes and started to put up their shutters like they do in the midst of a storm that would come and into the face of the village. I got in my car and I get up to the top of the hill and then what happened, um, I said, Lord, I woke up. I was awake and wide awake. And I said, Lord, what are, you, what are you saying? And he said, well, what would you do if you knew a wave of the Spirit was coming? You know, it's a bit like the, the story of the fishermen back in Scotland. You know, the boat was sinking. And uh, so the captain, the skipper, said to the crew, he said, well, boys, we're sinking. Um, anybody got a Bible? No, nobody had a Bible. And uh, he said, does anybody know how to pray? And they said, no, we don't know how to pray. And he said, does anybody know anything religious we could do? One guy says, we could take up the offering. <laughs> so anyway, um, back, to, back to my vision. <laughs> And so it was a moment like that, and the Lord, and, and I said, well, Lord, we would just have a meeting, you know, because there's a wave of the Spirit coming. And he said, this is what he said to me. He said, the next move of the Holy Spirit is not going to come out of your meeting. It's going to come out of my presence. And so you need to get into higher ground. You need to get into my presence like never before to see the move of this Holy Spirit that's coming. And, and, and so I set a, a goal since that time to get up five o'clock in the morning. And, you know, no matter where I'm at in the world, I wake up at five in the morning. Sometimes I would test. I said, Lord, I'm not going to set my alarm. I'm just checking that you still want me to do this, you know. And then he would wake me up at 4.30. So I... <laughs> So I started to set my alarm again, you know. I know you wouldn't have, but you didn't get the vision, did you? So, so um, um, and, and, and I would just be spending time with the Lord. And then, of course, that led up to COVID and all that stuff and lockdowns and stuff. And so it's been an intensive time of prayer. And I would pray for the movement as I broke bread, break bread every day. And I'd be praying over, over the movement. And the Lord revealed this to me, that the, some of the evil spirits that's been attacking America and is now attacking Great Britain is, is um, annihilation, assassination, and betrayal. And we've seen that happening in the churches as well. And we've been praying over that. Um, I've been praying over that for, for at least three, four years. 
um, that we would see that broken in our midst. And thankfully, in some situations that we've been uh, involved in, we've seen it break, and we've seen God move us through that time and into something that's even different now from then. And we're just so thankful to the Lord that we're beginning to see these breakthroughs come. Oh, your enthusiasm overwhelms me this morning. (laughs) You took it all away in the worship. I mean, and, you know, and then it was while I was praying over over the movement that I would come to um, Dallas and Fort Worth and I began to see this vision of a giant bulldozer. And and I'm saying, Lord, what is this? Because I had the sense that the Lord was driving this bulldozer. And it was like he turned his head and he said, enough is enough. I've started to move sovereignly. Hence the vision of Jesus the giant over Fort Worth. And then Michael Miller said, Jesus the giant over Dallas. Because what I saw was, in Dallas, was there was this high-rise building, and I saw the Lord pushing the bulldozer against it. Now, it's a spiritual picture, not a natural one. And I could see the stronghold of the enemy that the Lord was pushing over. And as I discussed it with one of my prophetic friends at home, he, he was saying, well, just remember that Kennedy, President Kennedy was assassinated from a high-rise building. And then the Lord began to reveal how in that time, it's usually in a time of grief and sorrow that the enemy starts to plant things in people's hearts and it's like that that's where that that um principality if you like was released into and has been silent through the years but then through covid it seems to have manifest or tried to manifest itself um in in the midst and i was sharing with martha harris she's an intercessor um um and and waco and she actually brings a team up to downtown Dallas every month and they begin to pray in the opposite spirit. So faithfulness instead of betrayal. Where there would be annihilation, we would begin to see foundation laid in a fresh and a new way. And where the the enemy would seek to assassinate, we would begin to see a people saturated in the Holy Spirit and seeing God work and seeing God move. Because that's what we are called to do, to to come in the opposite spirit. Amen? To begin to see these things, you know. So now don't go to downtown Dallas and think you're going to take that... Don't do that, okay? Because what we need to be praying is that the, these, these things would be weakened and we begin to see God move in power. And I'm just so thankful for the vision of Jesus, this giant over the, the metroplex, because there's, <clears throat> we see it twice. So God's speaking something. When he does it twice, hey, that's a confirmation to us that something is happening. Now, we use, prophets can often say something is about to happen. 
something is happening. We saw it in our worship this morning. Jamie came to me and said, what's going on here? I mean, it's happening. It's ha- you're in it. Amen? And if you're, if you're not in it and you don't see it, we're going to raise you from the dead this morning. Amen? I mean, God is moving. And we are at the cusp of some of the greater things that God has promised us um, in these days. In Jesus' name. Now, um, I don't hear many prophets saying the same things, but, you know, um, I've checked it out with Jimmy Seibert. Of course, it's okay if you check it out with Jimmy Seibert. See? <laughs> and, um, and so I'm just thankful today, thankful that we're in a move of the Holy Spirit, maybe like we've never seen before. Yeah, thanks for that little clap there. Yeah, yeah. Someone's enthusiastic about what God's doing. Amen. And and we're just thankful. Thankful for what God is doing. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Come on. And so I want to read a scripture over you today. And I don't want you to look at the screens if it comes up in the sky. I want you to look at me. Okay? Because I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would grant to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. That the eyes of your heart would be opened. That you would know the hope of his calling and the riches of his glory, of his inheritance within you. And the surpassing greatness of his power that is towards you who believe That's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. And has given him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Wow. Amen. Paul's not speaking to the Ephesians today. He's speaking to you in Fort Worth today. And his word is as real as he spoke it to the Ephesians. Amen? We need it as much as they need it. We maybe even need it more as we seek to to do that which God has called us to do in these days. He's a God of faithfulness. We're going to see great things. And he's doing great things in our midst. And as we follow through, you see, breakthrough is great. We often talk about breakthrough. But breakthrough is not enough. We need to have follow through from breakthrough. Amen? Amen? We saw a breakthrough Friday night, but we followed through in our worship today. And and it's just great to be at the heart of seeing God doing something. Amen? Keep your eyes open. Ask him to open the eyes of your heart. That revelation of who he is coming to us and in our lives. You see, that prayer, of course, is that we might know. And he wants you to be in the know. Oh, what's God saying? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Amen? And you will know the hope that he has called you to. Amy Carmichael, a famous Irish missionary that went to India, she said this. She said, faith is not faith until you live your song. Are you living your songs this morning? We've been singing about hope. Think about your songs that we sing. 
As a friend of mine, Joseph Garlington, would say, it's easy to sing them. It's a different thing to say them. It's a different thing to say the words because we need to believe the word and we need to declare the word. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then we have a second prayer in, in Ephesians, and that's the prayer to empower us. Amen? Because we need to be enlightened and then we need to be empowered. You know, don't go without knowing and allowing him to fill you up to overflow. Amen? Knowing him and allowing him to lead you and guide you, empowered by his word in the Holy Spirit to do what he's called us to do in, in this next season of our lives. Matthew Henry in his commentary said this, God has laid up spiritual blessings for us in his son, the Lord Jesus but requires us to draw them out and fetch them in by prayer. Oh, when's God going to bless me? When did you last pray? Amen? Because it's prayer that changes things. He'll change your heart. He'll speak to you in prayer. Why are you doing that, little thing? Are they, you know, he'll change us. I think Tyler just, you know, exampled that so well when God met him at the altar um, in Waco many years ago. Amen? I love in this prayer, is in verse 21, it says, far above, far above all. That, that word in the Greek, um, above, means it refers to both rank and dignity. It simply means that no one in the universe has a higher rank and name or position than Jesus. Oh, that makes me throw my shoulders back. Amen? Nobody has a higher rank or authority than Jesus. Wow. Isn't that great? And the word all, he puts in the word all there. It's a Greek word, pas, P-A-S. Paul leaves no room for doubt regarding his message that Jesus holds the highest most exalted position in the universe. Jesus is above all. Amen? you got to know him. You, you know, we, we only ever think maybe of the magnificent around Christmas. You know, when Mary, the young girl, is pregnant now. She's been impregnated. And then she comes to Elizabeth. And they're rejoicing together. And I don't know how it was back then, but, you know, Mary goes, my soul magnifies the Lord. She'd been impregnant, impregnated with, by the Holy Spirit. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Where did your Savior live today? Where does he live today? Where's the power of the Holy Spirit today? Are you waiting? Oh, no, it's at this side of the room today, you know? I always remember being at a leader's conference, and this leader gets up. It was 11 o'clock at night. I was ready to go up my bed. He said, oh, the Holy Spirit just walked into the room. I looked at my neighbor. I said, I thought he came in when I came in. <laughs> because where does he live? He lives within us. Amen. He's, 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 he's the living God, and he lives inside you and me. Amen? And he, he says to you and me in, in Ephesians chapter 2 that we're seated with him in heavenly places. We're seated with him in those heavenly places 
far above all rule and authority and name that is named. Amen? So we're not talking up to the devil or eye to eye with him. We're talking down to him. Because we need to know where we're seated in the spirit, where God has called us to be seated in these days. Because if we've got a giant Jesus, our giant Jesus looking over the metroplex, we better be up there with him looking over the metroplex. Amen? Seeing what it is he wants us to do. Declaring his word with the authority that he's given to us in these days. Because we have authority to speak his word. Amen? He says in this, this prayer um, in Ephesians 1, he, he, said, he prayed that we would have spiritual understanding. Because so often we live from the soul. Oh, I just feel this maybe about Jesus. Hey, let's live from the Spirit. Amen? We've got to live from the Spirit. I always remember this quote. I read it about John G. Lake. I don't know. Have you heard of him? But um, he, 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 he was desperate to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was the manager. He was the general manager of an insurance company. And every Monday he would meet with his, his agents. And he said this, he said, As I was talking to, to my agents, my spirit was communing with the Lord. And I remember reading the words and I said, Lord, I want that. I want that. I want to be able to speak to my neighbor, but be communing with the Lord in the Holy Spirit. That it takes practice as we allow the Lord to work in our hearts and in our lives and to see him move amongst us. Amen? It's the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. I've got to get through this, so I'm jumping some things here. That we might know the hope that he's called us to. We have a living hope. Amen? We're not to live from a hope so, you know. It's that kind of deal. Well, maybe it'll happen. Uh, whatever will be, will be. You know, that's Hinduism. That's not what we're called to. We're called to a living hope. My hope, it rests on nothing less than Jesus and his righteousness. Amen? Oh, I could jump off a doll's house. I'm just so excited about Jesus. My goodness me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You doing okay over here? We're just praying for a wave of the Holy Ghost to hit you today. Oh, let it happen. Stir it up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you today. We're going to look at, at some aspects of our calling today. And I love the way that um, it was explained to us by Tyler last night about our difference between our calling and you know, our anointing, if you like. Um, and so that we might know the hope of his calling. Uh, well, first thing is, it's a high calling. It's a high calling. Listen to what it says in Philippians chapter 3, 13 and 14. It says, brothers, do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward for what lies ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
that upward call of God. It's a high calling. And he's straining. And the picture there apparently in the Greek for the straining is it's, you know, when you see the runners, especially in the, the hundred yards, as they're, as they're coming to the end and they're going neck and neck. And you see one of them then strains his neck out to get past the line quick, the, to be first past the line, straining out to get it. Are you straining out to receive from the Lord Jesus? Sometimes it takes some time as we reach out for that more of him and what he's called us to. It's a high calling. I want more, Lord. He's always the God of more. Amen? El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough as we reach out to him in these days. It's a holy calling. I... I loved, you know, when we were worshiping um, on Friday night, I forget the song, but we sung a lot about how holy Jesus was. I was over here and in a moment, and I just had this sense of the Lord saying, um, I want to sing over you, holy, holy, holy. I want to sing over you because he's called us to be a holy people. Amen. I just had this picture of a, maybe we'll do it at the end, of, of a new generation that's called woke and they're not going to make it. And everything that they say about the, 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 the young people of today. But listen, we need to sing holy over them. Holy, holy, holy. We're a, a holy people. Amen. You know why we're holy? Because he shed his blood for us. Amen the power of his blood that makes us holy. He looks through the blood of Jesus to, today at us, our fa heavenly father. He doesn't see us of how we used to be, but he sees Jesus. He sees the Jesus inside of us because of this holy calling. It says in 2 Timothy 1, 8 and 9, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus. Listen to this last part. I can meditate on this all day. The last three words, before time began just think about it before time began wow isn't that amazing before time he began I always remember listening to a guy called Aaron Baxter Aaron Baxter spoke a lot about the kingdom of God you know and he said you know um, in the council of heaven Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as they were thinking about the kingdom of God and the unfolding of the kingdom of God. You know, I, I could just imagine Father, Son, and Holy Spirit thinking, well, here we are, 2023. We've got to do something. They built this massive city. They call it a metroplex. You know, before time began, he was naming you, whoever you were, for such a time is this wow you know couldn't he have done it in Finney's day or you know or Bonky's day what, you know whoever your your hero that you you read about often or whatever no you are who he's called today 
It's today if you hear his voice. Don't harden your heart. But allow God to lead you and allow God to guide you. One of my heroes in the faith says this. He said, if you're obedient to the next thing that the Lord tells you to do, you will be at the heart of the greatest move of God the world has ever seen. That's where we're at at the moment. Amen. Ready to go. Ready to step in to the next thing that God has for us. That obedient step, you know, as Paul says here, but share in the suffering for the gospel. Sometimes there's suffering that we have to go through for the sake of the gospel. You know, I could, could be at home today. I, I knew it was, uh, well, to me it was very important to be here. Um, and my best friend died just last week, and I go home on Tuesday for the memorial service. But, you know, and, and you, I could, you know, you, I, I could be mourning at the minute, but I'm not in mourning. Because we're, we're in the purposes of God. He's happy. He's in heaven. Amen. He's in heaven. And so, and we'll do the memorial service, and there will be tears and all that stuff. But hey, there's a call of God in our lives. And through the suffering of all that we go through at times, He wants us to rise up in this holy calling to be who he's called us to be. Some things have to fade away out of our lives because it's holy and it's unto him. Amen? Amen. Next one is a, it's a heavenly calling. That's why we need to begin to get that understanding of heavenly places and, and who we are because he seated us in heavenly places with him. I meant to get a ball today to illustrate it a little bit because I remember this pastor friend of mine from many years ago, he, he would say, well, I was having a bit of trouble. Mrs. So-and-so wasn't pleased because someone was sitting in her seat on Sunday and she was unhappy about this. She didn't like the word and she didn't like that new song they sung and, and somebody tapped their foot so she didn't like that either. And anyway, he was having a hard Monday morning, you know. That never happens to us, does it? Yeah. Anyway... And so he said, I would, I would retreat into my study and I would sit on my chair and I had a ball like the globe. And he would take the ball and he would put it at his feet and he would put his feet on it. And he would begin to understand something of the perspective of being seated in heavenly places. And he would begin to, he would, and, and sometimes I do that. I got put my, sometimes I kick the ball. Uh, but anyway, you know, um, um, and, and you begin to, your problems then begin to come into perspective as you're seated with him in heavenly places. Because he's a God that cares for us and loves us. And it gives us a greater understanding of the power he wants to be released through you and me and through our prayers together. Amen? Amen? What a God we serve. It's it's a worthy calling. In other words, it's worth it. This call of God. You ever had, to, you know, I always remember a time, you know, there was this guy, he was in prison and he had read Prison to Praise or some of these books back in the day. And this is back in the early 80s when we were a young church. We're 40 years old now. We're just celebrating that in, in, in last year, but we 
because of Revive, we couldn't, but we we're going to celebrate it in, in April. And, and anyway, this, uh, this guy um, gets, and, and then word comes to us, and we find out uh, that his wife is in a bed and breakfast in, in our little town of, of, of Macduff. And, and so uh, Yvonne, she puts her coat on, she goes down to the bed and breakfast, and she meets the lady, and we, we befriend her, and we help her, and, and then he gets released from prison, and, and we know that, you know, things start to pick up in their lives, and then there's a sudden change. And, you know, we did everything we could to help them and stuff. And then, um, you know, he had been a bit of a con man in his life, apparently, and and he, he, they stopped coming to church, and and they stopped growing in the Lord. And we next to know, next we know that they're deep in debt, and and then the next we know that they've packed a van in the middle of the night and they've left the area. And you know, I'm a holy man, um, and you know, um, it just sometimes is a little, and gets a little intense. Just let me put it that way. In other words, I was mad, okay? <laughs> I know you wouldn't have been, but you weren't there, okay? So give me a break. Give me a break. Um, uh, anyway, so I'm sitting there with Yvonne, and I'd heard that they had left, and we had given them our kitchen table, and, and I said, they've taken our kitchen table, you know? And then I said this, I'm never going to do that again. And then the Lord spoke to me. And he said, son, did you say that you would never do it again? And this is what he said to me. He said, son, are you, are you saying to me that you want to get off the bus? He said, if you want to get off the bus, that's okay. You'll still go to heaven, but you'll miss out in what I want to do. Because the bus is going to keep moving along. Do you still want to be part of what I want to do? Because I've got some things that I want to do in your life. I immediately repented. I don't want to leave the bus, Lord. I don't want to leave the bus. Amen? We, God, wants to do things in our lives. I don't want to leave the bus. As I always say to you young people, you can't live without me, and I can't live without you. And I intend living a long time. Amen, in Jesus' name. Because we need one another. We need to do it together in these days. Amen. It's a worthy calling. Ephesians 4.1, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling to which I have called you. Wow. Take that into the prayer room. The worthy calling. And begin to pray from a different perspective because we're called to the boiler room. We're called to prayer like we've never been called to prayer before. And as we rise up in our faith and as we begin to pray with more intensity in these days, that's when we're going to see Jesus, the giant, manifest even more. Not when it happens, we're in it. He's manifest. But we're going to see him manifest even more as the people of God. And as we do what he's called to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You're getting more enthusiastic. I'm just worried about this side of the house. Ben, what are you doing? Come on. Shake him. He's falling asleep on me. No, I'm joking. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. So it's a worthy calling. Amen. That's just a few thoughts to finish with. You know, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance within us, the saints? Well, um, we, we not only have an inheritance in Christ, but we are a her- an inheritance to him. We are his inheritance. Amen. And the word riches appears often in the book of Ephesians, suggesting that there is not, listen to this, there's nothing lacking, there's nothing more. All that we need is found in Jesus and what he has done for us. The ultimate in thanksgiving. When I look at the bread and the wine every morning, it's all there. Everything he's done for us. And there's power in the breaking of bread. Wow. It's the way that Paul describes it in in his writings. It's his inheritance. It's his inheritance in the saints. It's the glory of his inheritance. It's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us, the saints. Amen? Amen. That's rich. That's more than enough. We have what we need. Take that into the prayer room. And let's see something change. Amen. Amen. There's two ways of looking at this. First, the saints are his inheritance as he looks on them, as as he looks on us as a treasure of incredible worth. You know, we can be down, we, well, I hate using this word, but we can be down in our locker, we can be down in our emotions, we can be going through all sorts of things. But as God looks, as, looks, at, looks at, uh, at, at, at us, he looks at, at us as a treasure of incredible worth. Oh, throw back your shoulders. My goodness me. It's because he loves us so much. Amen. He just loves us so much. What a God we serve. You know, last night we talked about names. And um, I thought she was going to have a baby on the stage. Was it Christy last night? (laughs) Chelsea. 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 I thought she was going to have a baby on the stage last night. My goodness. Anyway, I, I called out. Now, maybe there's someone else called Joe, you know, when Tyler was throwing out his names and stuff. And... And they came to me at the end, and they said, "Our baby's called Joe. That little, that little next generation baby couldn't call out for herself, but there you, you know, because God's calling your name. He's calling you into something more, maybe than you've ever done before. He's awakening you to something new that He wants to do in your life. Amen." Second, another view of inheritance, it means that um, we will inherit. It means the whole universe has been put under the reign of Jesus Christ. And we, his bride, reigning with him over it. If we really appreciate the wealth of the glory of all that he has in store for us, it will spoil us for the attractions and the pleasures of the world. Take that into the prayer room. We'll change our prayers. Our prayers will be that of authority and in the grace of God. I'm just about finished. Jamie's getting shifty in his seat. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> that you might know his power. And that's what he wants us to know. We might know his power. The same power that raised Jesus uh, from the dead is available for us for our lives today. Amen. Amen. And, you know, um, F.B. Meyer puts it like this. It's, it is power. It is his power. It is great power for nothing less would suffice. It, it is exceeding great power beyond the furthest cast of thought. Wow, his power. It's the same. We'll finish with this. And 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 the Ephesians prayer and, and chapter three, verse twenty, my favorite verse in the Bible at the moment. And, and anyway, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. But listen, put your hand on your belly, on your stomach, according to to the power that's at work within us. There's power at work within you and within me. And that's that power of God that he wants to release. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus from generation to generation. As we believe God for what he has for us in these days. That mighty power of God. Take the power of God into the prayer room and begin to see the power of God made manifest more and more and more. Let's have the worship team come um, up with us here. Take it into the prayer room. That working of his power means to energize. It means effectful, effectual working the same superhuman power that was needed and exerted to make us believe is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So what are you worried about? Let's rise up. Let's stand. Let's rise up in the power of God today and all that God's called us to do and be. Joe, you love a good, uh, the Spirit's leading us to do something. Just, a, yeah, so... Um, so we're going to respond to the Lord in just a minute. And uh, what we were just told a minute ago was uh, as the, that the, the board has frozen. And so it's going to take like 30 seconds of it, everything being off in order for us, you know, just the music and stuff. So uh, let's, any just kind of final things, we can, we can go ahead and have the, the ministry team come up. Go ahead and come on up. Let's just, and we're going to be in a moment here of pressing into the Lord and we can we can keep speaking it just won't be on, on this you know and so uh, knowing that's going to happen just do you have any more instruction for us on just on, on your call that can involve just some waiting on the Lord or yeah, yeah. I'm going to lay hands on the ministry team and you're going to come forward and they're going to prophesy over you if you need a prophetic word in your life, they're going to prophesy over you in Jesus' name. We just release it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen? In Jesus' name. We release that power. You've got already, but there's some more. In Jesus' name. Don't, where are you going? Here. In Jesus' name, we just release the power of God. Get up here. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. James, you just get up about this height. Come on. That'll do. Yeah. 
Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we just release the power of God. My goodness me, let it flow like yesterday. Thank you, Lord. We just release God's power in Jesus' name. Well, I don't know why you're not moving up. These guys have got it already. Just go receive in the name of Jesus. We're releasing that fresh release of the Holy Spirit this morning that we would see God move and we would see God work something fresh and something new in our lives as the power of the Holy Spirit is released, as that prophetic anointing is released in Jesus' name. More, Lord, we say more, more of who you are, more of what you want to do, more of what God wants you to do in Jesus' name. Take your daughter with you. Come. She's very prophetic. Prophetic.